0: And in this episode, you might have seen by the headline, we're going to share the top five ideas that can help your business make it in Asheville. We know that most people in Asheville have what is considered a Asheville hustle. So maybe that's a little bit of a side project that you wish was your front project, but it's not growing. Uh, We got these five ideas by doing over 20 interviews with local entrepreneurs, artists, and makers. Um, And we've stolen some of their ideas, added some of ours. These are the top five. We have a 21 idea list uh, that we'll share with you at the end of the episode Uh, but these are what we consider to be the top five and we are excited to share them with you cut to the intro music sarah
1: Welcome to the Making It in Asheville podcast, a, a podcast where the two of us typically sit down with what? She's stealing my lines, people. <laughs> Are you going to let this happen
0: right in front of your very
1: eyes? That's my <laughs> part. <laughs> Change it up. Come on. You just did the intro. Don't let me do this.
0: All right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Making It in Asheville podcast, a podcast where the two of us typically sit down with a local Asheville Business owner, entrepreneur, freelancer, maker, and we find out what they're making and how they're making it in Asheville. We're your host, Sarah and Tony.
0: Dang, that was good. Uh, this episode, before we get into the top five ideas for helping your business or side hustle or front hustle make it in Asheville, um, we have to say that this episode is brought to you by the Chop Shop Butchery. It is where we go for our meat here in Asheville. Our eggs seafood um it was the first butcher shop we went to when moving to town and it's really the only one that we go to anymore
1: yeah Tony and I have um let's just say We love eating and we love cooking and we love really high quality food. And so when we were looking for a place to buy our meat, when we moved to Asheville, uh, the chop shop was really our first and our only stop because we absolutely fell in love with the quality of the meats, but also love knowing that where the meat comes from is typically local. Um, from Trusted Farms, and it's treated in the best way possible.
0: Yeah, and when it's not local, it's like the world's absolute best salmon from uh, Patagonia. You know, it's, it's the priority, and you can talk to the staff, ask them as many questions as you would like. The priority is always, um, you know, natural, local, and then custom. So you can get any kind of cut that you want for a holiday, for a roast, or entertaining for your family.
1: And we're really excited to let you know that we have a special offer just for you. You can get 10% off your next purchase at the Chop Shop Butchery between now and Thanksgiving of 2019. So all you need to do in order to get that offer is just go to makingitinashville.com forward slash chop shop. Again, that's com forward slash chop shop. Just show that page to the stuff and you'll get 10% off.
0: Boom. All right. So uh, thank you, Chop Shop, for making this possible. Now to the, uh, so that is the meat. Here's the potatoes and the meal of uh, Ooh, this episode. Good one. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is not that good. Um, but the five ideas to help your business make it in Nashville. And so the quick intro, I guess, as to why this exists is something of a hybrid between two things. One is that we ourselves have started this Uh, business here in Asheville. The podcast is part of it, but really it's a uh, marketing agency. We're working on storytelling with brands. We're working on a whole bunch. So how do we grow that business? And we sat down and we thought about it. Um,
1: And not only that, but mm -hmm. we've had to think about how to grow other businesses here in Asheville as well. So this has also been very beneficial for us as we work with our clients.
0: Correct. And then um, we've had interviews with over 20 local, almost always entrepreneurs, business owners, um, and we've heard from them what's working. We've we've kind of, uh, through osmosis, taken in the strategies that have proven to be useful and interesting and work locally um, and some of the best practices that we've just always known and what we've seen to be successful. And so we've distilled that into what we're calling the top five ideas for helping your business make it in Asheville. But really we have like, we have 21, we made a whole big giant document yeah, twenty one
1: and growing
0: and growing. Um, and so in this episode, we'll talk about the top five, anything else for uh, setting the stage?
1: Yeah. I mean, so we really hope that these ideas resonate with you. Um, We know what it's like to feel like your business is just sort of stagnant and not really growing much. So we hope that this can spark some uh, new growth, new ideas, and uh, new customers.
0: So let's dive in. Number one, partner with your neighborhood.
1: So our idea number one is to look around you and ask yourself who you can partner with In your very own neighborhood,
0: and we mean like physically, what is nearby? It doesn't need to. I mean, Asheville, right? So we're in a small city town to begin with, um, but we're talking like right next door. And so this comes off the back of one of our episodes with Gilly Roberts um, of where and how she partnered with three other businesses that were all less than you know a handful of minutes walking apart from each other. And they pulled off this summer something that we found to be one of the more remarkable, I don't know, experiences so far. And it was their, uh, what's it called, the Shop Hop Passport?
1: Yeah, it was the Friday Shop Hop, I believe.
0: So every okay. first Friday of a month uh, throughout all of summer, uh, there was a a really interesting way to visit four different retail stores in downtown You got a little piece of paper, which was a passport. It was stamped at each of the locations. Each stamp got you an entry in this overall raffle. Really cute, seemingly easy enough to pull off. But the things that I loved about it was that it was a really compelling, really interesting way to grow email lists. And I'm a sucker for smart ways to grow an email list.
1: Yeah, and and what I loved about it was that it brought sort of this local awareness from downtown. So the idea was they knew that they had all of these people walking downtown late at night on a Friday, but they weren't going into shops because they were typically at bars or restaurants or whatever it is. So in order to drive people into the stores, they – Offered beer and wine as people came through, they would stamp their passports, then you'd go to the next one. Um, So it gave people an incentive to stay in the neighborhood, go actually go visit the shops. Um, They were able to, you know, have a drink or two. So that was a nice incentive. And just bring awareness to um, for I guess similar brands in a way. Yeah. Um, so I think that it, this works really well if you are a brick and mortar store, particularly because mm-hmm. you can drive people to a certain neighborhood. But probably also works really well even if you're not a brick and mortar store, because if you know your neighbors, if it, if you always go to this one coffee shop, and maybe you're like I don't know a graphic designer or something, um, you never know. You might meet someone there, or you might be able to help the coffee shop you know that you always go to. Um, or they might be able to help you, yeah. vice
0: versa. I mean, we saw something similar, and I forget what it was called, but um, you know, in in Marshall, right? So the Sarah Hooker, who we interviewed also, mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of other small businesses that were very loosely, if at all, connected, did something comparable. It was I think it was on a Thursday night or or you know, repeating Thursdays for a month or several months. Um, the concept, works and it just takes a little bit of buy-in and a little bit of camaraderie but the idea is that um, it is a good thing to come up with ways to cross-pollinate
1: mm-hmm. right
0: the the forest the the garden is a better place when there are bees pollinating across all the flowers your customers are your bees co-sign another business they'll co-sign you this is a good thing so um, look around ask yourself who could in my neighborhood i partner with, um, and do something worthwhile.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think like a few actionable items again, could be just making that list of the people that are around you, um, connecting with them, having coffee with them, brainstorming ideas together, on what you might be able to do. And then maybe even starting some sort of association that's related to your neighborhood. Um, we've seen a couple of those in Nashville as well and the outcomes seem very positive.
0: Perfect. Number two. And I alluded to this. This is Tony's favorite. It is uh, is to build an email list, and so full. Like let's let's not be at all gray about this. If you are not building an email list for your business, you need to start that right now, like yesterday. Like it is the lifeblood of most every business. We just um for one of our clients we just sent out an email and before sitting down to record this podcast a bunch of sales had just come in as a result direct result of an email that we sent
1: and so one of the questions that we often get is but i have instagram i have facebook i have social media that i'm connecting with my audience my audience doesn't check their email why should i start an email list yeah
0: i get so many emails to begin with i never open emails but you do you do open emails and you do and it's so there's a whole bunch of different reasons why i am suspicious and uh and support email over uh any other channel of marketing and it's largely because email is the only channel that you air quotes on this own the relationship with your audience and Yes, you might have a bigger audience on Instagram, but that algorithm changes and you, they don't get seen. And Instagram is just just typically, they're working on it, but typically multiple steps removed from actually a audience being a customer. Um, Facebook, we've seen it a ton. You grow your Facebook audience, and then all of a sudden one day out of, you know, the clear blue sky all of a sudden you get a half or a quarter of the engagement that you used to do and now they're charging you to sponsor your post to boost your post right.
1: and this isn't to say that you shouldn't use social media correct. you absolutely should be but as tony said email is something that you have way more control over and you know isn't going to change at the drop of a hat when the algorithm changes on social media correct yeah so tony if I don't have an email list, what can I do today to start email list?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that you do have an email list. If you are a, uh, if you're doing anything that's, that says you're in business or you're creating, you have an email list, you have past customers, you have friends, families, you have followers. Um, What you don't maybe have yet is a uh, software to support it. So an email um service and we use MailChimp and recommend it probably nine out of ten times uh because it's free offering is a really good place to start for most people. Situationally I would advise other email marketing software, but without knowing your situation, the bet is that MailChimp's gonna help. Um from there, it's just a matter of setting up easy ways for people to subscribe.
1: Yeah. And the simplest way Well, I don't know if it's the simplest way, but it's probably the easiest, you know, action item if you have a brick and mortar store is like just putting a piece of paper in the front of the store that has two columns, name and email address. Um, And that's like step one, one. bare minimum. And just ask people as they check out, hey, do you want to sign up for our email list? And then from there, there are more complex ways like having it integrated with your POS system if you are a brick and mortar store or adding it to your website, which is, you know, of course, something you should do at some point. Yeah, um, uh, today. It's, yeah. I mean,
0: it's not, so it's not a hard thing, right? And this is one of the things that we talk, we find ourselves talking about a lot is that like how to do stuff is not necessarily hard, but there is, this is a for sure you should be doing this either physically with paper, um, definitely digitally, and you should do it in as many places as you really can on your website. But more than just saying, "Will you sign up for my email list?" There needs to be a real reason why someone mm. should
1: yeah you need, you need to give people a good reason that they would want to sign up, not just say sign up for my email list right because no right. one wants
0: no one wants emails out of thin air or arbitrarily, or no one just wants emails they want value right yeah. and is, is that what is that what you were pointing to? So, yeah,
1: exactly. I, I want to know that what I'm signing up for is going to help me in some way.
0: Right. And so a personal uh, strategic bit of advice is that we don't necessarily believe in wholesale uh, 10% off or 15% off for signing up for our email list. Value has many forms and it is not necessarily and, ex- and explicitly just a discount on price. Value is information. Value is um, being the
1: first to know about a new product or a new event or whatever it may be.
0: Right. And so um, that is where we would want you to lean in your email marketing is how can you create value for your audience, things that they care about, things on brand. um, And, you know, this is a great channel for storytelling.
1: Yeah, it's really the same as when you think about social media, right? Everyone tells you it's not just about selling products on there. It's about creating value and and making it engaging for them. And email should be the same.
0: Right. Um, So there's a whole bunch of strategy there. But that is the three main bullets when thinking about email Uh, list building is one, you just got to pick a software. It doesn't matter. MailChimp is the probably best free to make it very easy for people to sign up. I would add to that that you can um, and should reach out to people who you think would want to be on the email list directly via text. It doesn't need to all be like magic um, uh, you know, gravity that you have an email list now everyone's going to join. You can do some work and ask people, and you do need their uh, permission. You need them to opt in to hearing from you. And the last thing is just make it meaningful. Make it worth sticking around. Number three, and Sarah, you kind of alluded to this in uh, one of the previous notes as well. And this is join a local business group.
1: Yeah, I mean, by joining a group that is business minded, that is focused on probably the same problems that you're focused on or the same goals that you're focused on, you're going to get a lot of value that potentially could be for free, um, but also relationships that can help you when you have a question about something later on.
0: For sure. And so uh, we just joined the um, Charlotte Street Business Association. And we're sitting next to, uh, you know, uh, veter- veterinarians, not veterans. Uh, veterinarians, we're sitting next to uh, lawyers. And veterans. And veterans. <laughs> Business, <laughs> veterans. <laughs> Business veterans. Business <laughs> veterans, uh, veterinarians, and, and you know, uh, these are... It's just a, it's a community that is working towards solving similar problems in different spaces and it is the, uh, I always like to think about the world as like these Venn diagrams and the overlap is meaningful and is powerful and the ability to watch someone else or or see someone else's uh, work and outcomes and experience and then take it. And use the bits of that that are meaningful to you is the key to yeah. to growth in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, and I know Tony, you have also um, been a part of a lot of accountability and mentor groups, mm-hmm. uh, where you know you with other people will help hold each other accountable for certain goals or give constructive feedback on a certain project that you're working on. And so I think. From a business group, you could either build something like that yourself or incorporate that into the group. And, hey, if there's not a local business group that you're into, you could always start your own.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, we just interviewed uh, with Alyssa, who Mm. is probably a part of or at least uh, participating in more groups than anyone we've seen. And it's really remarkable when you look at um, her, let's call it Instagram right there are she gets so much engagement with a relatively small audience uh because these are there are real people that care yeah. about her yeah. when you ask around about graphic design in Asheville you're like one conversation away right from Alyssa Phillips and yeah. that is because she is a part of these local business organizations and uh that is inspiring to me yeah. it makes me want to spend more time uh than we already are getting mm-hmm. out there and and participating.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, then, and the last thing I'll add is that yes, it, it's always good to meet people and network just generally, right? You're at a coffee shop, you're at a bar, you meet someone. But joining a business group is kind of like this jackpot. You're, you can go to one event and meet a ton of people that are in, interested in the same thing or that can help you in some way um, without having to... You know, spend a lot of time and effort. Yeah, it's a context yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So
0: you meet someone at a at a coffee shop. There are there's barriers, there's work to do before you realize. Exactly. Oh my god, we're both running a business. Oh my god, we get. So th- it's just a context thing. It it short circuits right. the um the overlap in the Venn diagrams.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Um, love it. Okay, number four. We we'll we're trying to keep it trying to keep it moving today if you guys have any questions you know how to find us we're going to try and keep it moving number four is invest in professional development
1: yes we just had a conversation again i'm going back to Alyssa, but she's doing this well um she's invested in herself in so many different ways from taking courses here in Asheville, um like business courses
0: and a lot of our guests have have communicated in their episodes of taking business courses specifically at
1: Mountain BizWorks. Mountain
0: BizWorks, man, showing up almost Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, But continue, Sarah. Yeah, so Alyssa specifically a couple episodes ago um, was like the perfect case study of taking courses to grow your business.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I think, A, I think one, it's just interesting to always be learning. And and if you are a business-minded person, you're probably think this way anyways and so like do yourself a favor take care of yourself make sure you're learning something um take a course or go to a class or something whatever it is um but secondly you are probably your most valuable asset of your business so if you don't invest in yourself or if you have employees that are valuable to you if you don't invest in them you are going to be stagnant in there
0: totally yeah There, uh, it makes me think of this Abraham Lincoln quote, uh, <laughs> which gets thrown around a bunch in, in a bunch of different ways. But the idea was that if you would, you know, give him uh, six hours to cut down a tree, he's going to spend three of them sharpening the axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a business owner, what a lot of us don't do is put time into sharpening our axe, and we just continually uh slam our metaphorical axe head or literal heads against <laughs> you know the tree stump in our business. And what we could do and probably should do is invest in sharpening the axe. And so another recent episode was with uh Gabriel of UI Products who uh took a lean manufacturing course and you know instantly gets to put the 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 concepts into practice In his business and from like day one was seeing positive results. Um, We heard it from Holiday Grooms who took a business course from Mountain BizWorks. These things are very real. You can do them in brick and mortar. You can do them physically here in Asheville. And we have some links to how in our PDF that we put together. And like which places seem to be the best,
1: but you can also do it online. Yeah, there's so many incredible online courses from Skillshare. There's LinkedIn Learning now.
0: uh, There's YouTube. YouTube. There's YouTube. People. I go to YouTube all every time I need to learn something. I go to YouTube. There's also um, the Khan Academy. Depending what you're into, if you're into coding or or mathematics, like there's a lot of places that are the information today mm-hmm. is is they are democratizing information it is if it is not free it is rounding towards free there is someone who is giving the information away somewhere on the internet um and so we always find ourselves saying that like not knowing how to do something is ne- necessarily not a good ex- yeah. excuse because it's available somewhere um the question is will you take the time to put the information into practice. Uh, oftentimes, the best way to uh, support that intention of actually doing the work and showing up is by uh, paying for a course, A, and then B, by having it be you know physical, in-person, and having there be uh, more than just YouTube, right? There's no accountability on YouTube.
1: Yeah. It is, sure. If
0: it's a 10-part series on yeah. YouTube, there's no accountability. You can do it, you maybe never do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but try and, and baby-proof it so that you do do the work.
1: Exactly, and know how you learn as well. If if you know that like in-person is just going to make you learn better because you're not going to be distracted by things at home, then I would recommend you know going for that kind of class. If online learning is just easier for you because you need a flexible schedule, you need to be able to learn whenever you want, then take an online class. Um, know yourself and do that accordingly. And one last thing that I will add is that like one of the questions that comes up in my mind is, will I use this information in my job and will it provide value kind of exponentially as I go on, right? Because I think it's one thing to say, oh, I I don't know how to use Adobe whatever um, because I want to make my own logo for my business and then I'll only use it once. Might not be worth taking a class on it. It might be better just to invest pay someone else who's already good at it to do it but if it's something that you're going to be giving back to your clients like if you are a marketing company and you want to offer seo services to your clients then take a course on seo and get really good at that so that you can give that back and potentially earn back what you invested into the course
0: i love that yes cool good ad thank you cool and number five uh we say know your competition and befriend them and so uh there's a couple of examples of this that we've seen in Asheville already um but the concept is uh i we think really powerful so it's um generally speaking uh i don't believe in in the quote actual term competition i think that uh i think that even if we are doing, air quotes, the exact same thing, we're doing different things. Like I, we do it the way that we do it. And the way that we do it is great for the people who end up becoming our customers and love us. And um, the way that you do it is the way that you do it. And the way that you do it is different.
1: I think this is something that Asheville does particularly well. Uh, We've spoken to a lot of our guests who have said, yeah, I'm friends with other people that are in my industry. And, you know, rather than...
0: Oh my God, people. I just, I'm so sorry. We kept recording because we just wanted to keep recording. Mm -hmm. There's a chance that you heard a generator absolutely screaming for the last 10 minutes. And if you have, just thank you for bearing with us. It's just the nature of the world. Uh, This too shall pass. We shall overcome. (laughs) Persevere. But yes, Sarah, all of the, you know, uh, we're talking about our, our podcast guests talking with and being friends with peers in their industry
1: yeah there, there's such a st- strong sense of community here that even if you or two people are in the same exact photography. industry photography they help each other all the time we've we've heard this over and over and over again where you know all the photographers will get together in a group and give each other feedback or say hey i, I learned this way to sign contracts or i had this experience um doing this kind of shoot and it worked really well for me and then also sending other people to each other when yeah. they know they're not the right fit. Um, we, we experienced this ourselves when we were uh, looking for a new logo design. Uh, we've reached out to a couple of different people in Asheville and a couple of them were like, hey, I can't do it right now. I'm, I'm, my plate is totally full, but you should try this other designer in Asheville. They're great. And that happened like three or four times. Um, and what we'll say is that only made us feel more trusting and um admiring more the people that recommended or sent other people away.
0: Yeah, and there's you know, when when you think about and we'll use graphic design as an example, graphic design, there are people that have different proficiencies in different spaces in mm-hmm. graphic design. If I am a I, I know there there's one that I'm a real big fan of, they do an incredible job with packaging, with consumer package goods um and they and they can also brand for general websites and they can also but like they do packaging exceptionally well if you do packaging exceptionally well it's cool to have a niche and you can point people elsewhere when they're coming to you for uh i don't know web design right that's not that's not what you do and so it's a it's air quotes altruistic but it's also just really good business to say, Hey, um, I'm going to send you to who I think will serve you best. This is part of our trusted advisor theory. Uh, and all that does is validate that you are a expert and a professional in your space. Um, and it garners goodwill from your air quote competitor, who's now your colleague peer. And it, creates opportunities to work together for them to send uh people who aren't as good of a fit to you when they are a good fit for you. It's just um it's the long game is what it is. Yeah. And I think that there is, to your point, I think that it is something that has shown up a number of times really well here in Asheville is that, you know, there is necessarily something going on where more often than not, People will prioritize the long game, like the ability to sustain the business that they're doing and the work that they're doing and the relationships that they're growing over um just absolutely air quotes hustling today to and you know, not being able to hike, not being able to go bike riding, not being able to go for walks. Um that's one of the many reasons why I'm loving it in Nashville so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So to sort of wrap that up, I would, we would encourage you to know your competition, do some research, find out who's in the same space as you, um, send them a message, say, Hey, this is what I do. I'd love to, you know, work with you. If you, if you have clients that don't fit your needs, I'd, I'd be glad to help or, you know, meet for coffee, whatever it is.
0: And it, it, It's helpful to do that after having sent a couple people their way. Like if you do, if you are able to do homework on them, right? If there is information out there, know who they are, know what they do, have already done the 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 generous thing, right? If you if you hold the generous thing until after some other act of generosity has happened to you, then it's no longer that generous. Like do the good things, lead with the good things, yeah, yeah. and that just supports your statement. Yeah, no,
1: totally, I love that.
0: And so. That's it. That's our top five. Partner with your neighborhood, build an email list, join a local business group, invest in professional development, and then know your air quotes competition and become friends.
1: So we hope that these uh, five ideas are helpful. We hope that you can start to put them into action today, this week, right now. If you want more ideas, we have a whole list of 21 ideas in a PDF format that you can download, you can print, you can save it on your computer and refer to it as needed. Cool. So if you want access to that PDF, just visit makingitannashville.com forward slash 21ideas.
0: All right. And so thank you for making it this far in the episode. Uh, We hope that these five ideas, again, speak to your curiosity. They give you ideas that you want to act on. Um, There are 16 more Uh, in that pdf please enjoy it download it Um, we we look forward to hearing your feedback on the pdf on these ideas and hearing about your successes when you put them into action but before then if you enjoyed this podcast we're going to do um our standard kind of outro here let's let's just say that uh, we have been getting a lot of great feedback on the podcast via uh you know five-star ratings, and reviews on Apple Podcasts, and for that, we are very thankful and grateful. The reason why we consistently ask for reviews is because that is how this podcast shows up when people search for it, um, this is how the stories of our guests get told, and we really want the stories of our guests to be told. They are worth being told. They are worthy of um, listen, we think, so thank you for the reviews.
1: And if you want to read more about what we talked about in this episode, including the five top ideas, we have a show notes page that has links to the article on our top five ideas to grow your business in Asheville, as well as other things that we discussed in this episode. Visit makingitinashville dot com forward slash zero two nine to see the show notes and while this episode was just Tony and I talking most of our episodes are actually interviews where we interview local Asheville business owners creatives artists and more if you or you know someone that wants to be on the show uh, you can nominate them at making it in forward slash podcast
0: one more time that's making it in forward slash podcast so a whole bunch of links for you to check out uh, after this episode but i really hope that you enjoyed it i i we enjoyed it we are um after finishing the like the pdf of the 201 ideas like i have feel like more work to do than ever yeah. before there's just so much potential here mm. and so we hope that you are inspired by the potential and, and you get busy doing work that you love
1: yeah and two two things i add i'll add is Don't feel like you have to do all of these. Mm. Um, Cherry pick the ones that work for you. Do the ones that you think are going to have the most impact on your business right now. And then save the other ones for later when Mm -hmm. you're ready. And then the second thing is, if you have another idea that we didn't mention here, we would love to know about it.
0: And the best place to do that is probably on Instagram. So we have, you know, the Making It in Asheville Instagram. There will certainly be... um, Instagram posts that support this episode. If you have any cool ideas that are not present in that 21 idea PDF, please let us know. We'd love to add them. Maybe we'll put out uh, more ideas in the future, but uh, I think we, uh, you know what? I I feel like this was a valuable podcast episode. I hope listener, you think so too. Um, Sarah's smiling. So I think that she liked it and uh Yeah. We did it. That is 29 episodes, darling.
1: High five. High five. Think you can piece that together?
0: I think so. (laughs)